Are you just trying to navigate adulthood in a world that still expects you to have it all figured out? Welcome to This Is 50, with your hosts, Travis Holmes and Shane McManus. Filling in for Shane this week is, again, our very own friend, uh, Matt Conkren. How are you? Hey, thank you very much, uh, Travis. <laughs> See, I remember this week. Matt Cochran comes from uh, Murder and Coffee, so make sure you check out his podcast. How's that podcast going, by the way? Uh, you did a little live oh. show the other night. That was fun. That was fun. Thank you very much for uh, uh, joining me on that. It's our first show, Murder and Coffee Live. The whole Murder and Coffee thing is a little bit dark. It talks about murder and coffee. Uh, but I wanted to lighten it up a little bit, and uh, you shined a little bit of light on the subject. I'm glad I could help any way I can, Matt. Yeah. So we are sitting here in uh, beautiful uh, Marshville, North Carolina, and you are located in Tennessee, a little town just outside of Nashville, or where I forget where you're located. East Nashville or East Tennessee? I'm East sorry. East Tennessee. Uh, just just uh, tied sh- short of uh, uh, Knoxville. So we're about thirty minutes from uh, Gallenberg. So the the last couple of days, as you know, living here in those these states, you know, North Carolina, Tennessee, we're kind of like brother sister states outside of South Carolina. Uh, we've had right. temperatures close to fifteen degrees at night. Have, oh, really? Have you yeah. have you had seen those kind of temperatures? Yeah. So uh, when it started snowing, uh, I think it started. Oh, on, you guys uh, got snow? We had about ten inches of snow this past couple then, weeks. It, yes. Uh, so it started uh, MLK holiday. Day. It started that night, mm-hmm. and then it continued and continued, and then um, the temperatures dropped down to zero to one to two, and so it just iced everything over. Do you worry and about we like your? Just, do you worry about your pipes busting? You know, do you have any exposed well, pipes, or because you live in a townhouse, so you're pretty much all buttoned up in there, right? But I live on the um, our townhouse is on the end. We did the um, traditional mountain thing as um, turn the uh, drip faucet on. We tried to do that. But no, uh, yes, we worried about that, but it didn't happen. So uh, now I know yeah. that I know sometimes we leave the if it's really cold out because our kitchen sink mm-hmm. faces an exterior wall, like all the plumbing and everything. We have to open up the cabinets underneath that, you know, below that sink so that the warm right. air can go in there and not freeze the things. But here's here's where I was getting at with this with this freezing weather that uh, you yeah. said you got snow. We had freezing weather. Uh, today is 72 degrees. And with 72 yeah. degrees comes the the fog came in yesterday the rain came in the day before and when i say rain it's that misty rain you know there's kind of lingers around and kind of just soaks everything makes everything wet and being from florida you know all the houses in florida were built on slabs that's just the way they built houses here in the northern states we now know why they don't build houses on slabs because my dad walks out into the garage and he goes well the floor's all wet did you bust the pipe? And I go, no, dad, that's what happens when concrete, you know, four inches thick gets, gets frozen technically. And then you get this humidity. It's like, you know, the water on the side of a glass. And he's like, really? I'm like, this is my dad. This is the guy who raised me. I'm like, dad, do you not understand condensation and how that works? And he's like, well, I could really slip and fall out here. I go, well, dad, let's not go in the garage. Okay. (laughs) But he, he, uh, We do have like, um, since we've moved up here, I, I can't stand, I walk around barefoot all the time between the house and the, we have a detached garage. So I walk barefoot all the time and I like to keep those areas clean. So I do have like nice carpets, like area rugs, you know, like an eight by 11 that the car sits on, you know, so when you get out, you're not tramps and everything, especially living here on the farm and tracking dirt in and out of stuff. I'm constantly taking the backpack blower and blowing the garage out and cleaning everything out. Um, right. So we have carpets um, in the garage, which I don't know, if, is that weird to have? I, I don't think it is because it keeps your feet. It keeps that that dirt traffic from coming into the house. So we have uh, carpets, if you want to, or um, uh, rugs that you come in and out of, and then we put some inside so you don't track anything in. But I'm like you, I I walk barefoot in the snow. So and I love doing that. So I don't have to worry about it. My wife, she uh, goes out every now and then and takes a look. Normally during um, the snow apocalypse, you just throw towels down, like bath towels. No, see, I get that. And that's where you pour. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a little ghetto for you me. Some, you, <laughs> little ghetto. Well, no, you get some. You get some of the old ones. You throw them down. Yeah. We don't have um, in in Tennessee or in the mountains and stuff. 
you don't have um, any basements. You don't have anything like that. So the air comes up and freezes the pipes or anything like that. Yeah, we just go outside and just walk back in and wipe our feet and we're done. Do you have a garage or do you have a carport or are the the vehicles outside on the driveway? No, they're just outside on the driveway. Oh, okay. And have been for 20 years. (laughs) It was just hard to explain to my dad that he couldn't understand the concept, wrap his mind around the concept of the concrete got cold and i mean literally it's like i mean it's wet out there everything is wet the, the yeah. we have two refrigerators out there we have like not a walk-in cooler but a big old stand-up cooler that we keep all our eggs in you know it's got the glass door on the front like you see at a right. like a restaurant or something at the like the beer cooler type thing and everything's sweating everything's sweating and then we're sitting in the house and i sit at the you know at the island there and i'm going through news stories on my phone and figuring out what's going on and my dad goes is the ac on in the house and I go, yeah, dad. I go, but it's not because it's hot out. It's I'm trying to get the humidity out of the house. And right. so he's like, well, it's freezing. I'm like, dad, I put it on 74. And he's like, oh, man, I got to put a jacket on or something. But I'm like, if yeah. you don't, you just like at night, you just stick to the sheets and it's just. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. So the cold is that doesn't bother me. Um, but we do the same thing. And my in-laws, when we go to their house, it's like I have to go outside because they think if it's 76, 78 outside, they got to turn on their um, fireplace. They got to do all the burning and I can't even breathe. And so I have to go outside to do that because there's no 70. Come on, Matt. 78 degrees are turning on the fireplace. (laughs) I am not kidding. Come on. Yes. Yes. I think you're embellishing a little bit. They do. No, no. And over the years, since uh, I've been part of the family, they have learned that when I come down there, that, um, you know, they're going to turn it down. But then my mother-in-law, God bless her soul, she's a wonderful woman. Um, she has to put on uh, flannel pajamas, flannel underwear, this, that and the other. <laughs> and then have, have wool socks, electric blanket, turn on, <laughs> you know. And then I get up in the morning. I get up around 6. That's just the way I am. So I'll go outside at 6, 6 a.m. And it's up in the mountains. It's like 10, 15 degrees, 20 degrees, 30 Love degrees, it. whatever. Love it. And I'm sitting, yes, and I'm sitting out in my shorts watching videos, watching you, Travis. It's kind of weird. <laughs> trying to do that. Uh, well, hey, yeah. Whatever I'm, keeps you warm at night, but, Matt. Whatever keeps yeah, you warm. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I, I don't understand. I think it's an age thing. The older you get. Uh, the colder you get. Yeah, I, I think my dad's meds. You know? he, yeah, my dad's on a whole bunch of medication. He's 77 years old, and he's he's dealing with a yeah. lot of stuff, and we'll dive into that here as we get on with the show. Uh, I have good news for you, Matt. Uh, real quick, okay. is um, I'm, I'm allowed back in my bedroom now. I've been, oh, I've, been wow. I've been sleeping in the guest bedroom for the last week, yeah. and, and I'll dive into the details when we come back, so stick around. We'll be right back. That's awesome. Matt. What's up, Drevers? You know what this is right here? Well, let me see. If you're watching this on the YouTube video. Oh, that's a that's a nasal strip. When you say nasal strip, what, what is that? I mean, what is that? Or this, it's either a nasal strip or a mini tampon. If you're watching this on the video. Oh, or I got to fix the, I got to fix the zoom here. Hold on. So my wife was <laughs> complaining when we got back from... Uh, from New York, you know, we went up to Long Island yeah. and she got, uh, she ended up with COVID. We, you know, took the yeah. plane, plane ride back, uh, on Monday we landed Thursday. She felt like really sick and stuff. Um, but prior to that, I was having like really, really dry, you know, cause we were running the heater. It was 15 degrees at night. And she's like, babe, you were snoring. I go, God damn. I, was I snoring loud? She's like, Oh hell yeah. You were snoring way loud. My throat was all wrong and you know, not sore throat, like a sick or a cold. Just from my fucking, my things vibrating back and forth from snoring. Do that again. Yeah. This is what it sounds like. (laughs) Keep going, baby. Keep going. No. You, do you wear, you said you wear a CPAP or something, don't you? I do. You do wear a CPAP. So I said, I'm not there yet. And uh, Shane has been telling me, because that's what his wife sells. She's a 
technical director for the asleep study program, whatever. That's that's what he does. So he's always like, you know, right. I, I can't get a CPAP because it, it I'm fighting the breathing and stuff. And I'm like, going, ah, that doesn't sound good. So when my wife said she was sick, so I said, well, let me go out and get like the Theraflu and all the medicine and the Zycam and all that. And I saw a box of these. And I think there's like 25 in a box. And it was like three bucks. I go, well, for three bucks, you know, compared to $1,800 on a CPAP, let's see if I can fix this right here. So I was allowed back into the bedroom because my wife has now cleared, you know, she's done the five day where they got quarantine. And I said, all right, babe, we're going to, we're going to try this out for the first time. She's like, you want me to put it on you? I'm like, oh yeah, baby. Nice and slow. (laughs) So she peels the back off. She, she's like, all right, put it on your nose and pinch it and hold it there for 30 seconds. So I did it. Yeah. Put it on. I'm like, going. What's that? She didn't want to take a, she didn't want to take a shower that night. That's the reason she asked you to pinch your nose. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I I woke up the next morning or woke up this morning. And she I said, "Was I snoring last night?" She's like, "You know what? It, it, it's funny. You were snoring, but not anything that would keep me awake. Not anything would that would rattle the walls. There's not anything. Now, here's something that I found out when as far as snoring goes. Before I went to New York, before I did, like before Thanksgiving, I weighed myself and I told you that I was doing the, the whole 30 diet and everything. And I got myself down to 263 pounds. When I was at that weight, I barely snored at all. And I'm sure that, you know, it, you can hear I got a little cold, a little congestion right now in my voice. Yeah. Um, Sounds sexy. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and coming up next, After Hours. Oh, yes. Um, so Damn good show. I put on 17 pounds since Thanksgiving, and I'm starting to snore again. And so I said, well, until you know, I can get back on track and start doing the Whole30 diet, I said, let me try these out. And she said, yeah, it worked. She's like, you snored, but not, like I said, you know, rattling the walls and everything. So I was just, I didn't know if you've ever had to deal with those before or not. Oh, yeah. So um, before I got into my uh, CPAP, or um, I, I rattled the walls. Uh, even my kids were like, oh, my God, what is going on with him? They couldn't sleep. My wife couldn't sleep. This, But the first night that I got my CPAP, Mm-hmm. I put it on and uh, my wife was like, are you okay? Are you dead? You're not making a noise. Wake up, What's Matt. Wake on? up. <laughs> Wake up. And here, here's one thing. Have you ever heard about the uh, Dutch oven? Well, when you have a CPAP, you can do that because you have this oxygen <laughs> mask going in and you can cover up your head and sleep with um, with all the covers on top of your head and you don't have to worry about smelling anything. <laughs> Do anything you can do anything fun time at madhouse right yeah Yeah. oh yeah 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 so i i I like to uh on on sundays i like to cut a um, cook a big pot of beans and lentils and uh, pintos and and do and cabbage and all that stuff and then do the dutch oven and then i don't care about it because i've got the cpap i can filter all that stuff out and i can breathe and so but no the cpap is awesome so you ought to try it well i'm i'm probably not gonna not gonna try it i, I need to get my weight down that's the, the main thing i don't want to have to you know instead of being happy with you know the way i look and the way i am i want to fix yeah. that so part of that would be you know watching my diet and you know i'm i'm borderline diabetes because my, right. my mom has it my dad has it and, and so on and so forth so instead of trying to you know medicate what's already going on let's go ahead and fix what's going on and that's where uh i've, I've been doing the, the whole 30 diet i'm doing good we're doing good we're getting back in the shape my wife and i um and uh, just watching what we eat. but the the big thing that i noticed in before when my wife had covid and I had to sleep in the spare bedroom, which is across from my dad's, across the hallway from my dad's room. The guest bed that we have in there, I think we paid, it's a queen size, like from Ikea, that type thing. Right. You know, the, the structure and everything, you kind of put it together with a wrench. Um, the mattress and box spring, I think both of them together were 350 bucks. And I'm like, all right, well, you know, 350 bucks is a guest bedroom. You know, how many times do we have people right. come over? And I laid on it, and it it's like laying on a, a piece of plywood. It's hard. I'm like, oh, great. That's what my back needs. Matt, you don't know this. I've got yeah. two crushed vertebrae or fused vertebrae yeah. in my back. So when you have something hard like that, uh, it feels good to sleep on. Right. And then I went into night number two and then night number three. And what happened was the bed, this $350 mattress and box spring, was not 
responding or not go, not coming back to form right. after I got out of bed in the morning. So it had this lump, you know, this indention of me laying there. Here, here I am, two hundred, mm-hmm. you know, eighty some odd pounds laying in this thing, and then I lay it in again, and that 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 dip would get deeper, that cave would get deeper, and I'm, it's hurting my back and hurting my my hips and hurting all. Finally, laid in my bed. Now, uh, I have a sponsor on another program, the Purple Mattress. Have you yeah. have you seen the Purple Mattress? Uh, actually, I have one. We have a king size purple mattress. So you're familiar with the purple mattress. Uh, we have, I think, the the three, the whatever super three or something like that. Paid about. I think there's three. It's it's sort of in between. Yeah. Because, you know, you know, it's sort of soft, but it's sort of. I think we. I, it's, it's sort of like a fifty year old. I I um I think we spent like thirty five hundred bucks on this mattress. Yes. So I'm laying in that bed and I'm like going, holy Jesus Christ, the difference, you know, you get used to it. That's the the mattress you sleep in. When you go to a hotel, they've got, you know, good mattresses so they don't have to replace them every five minutes or whatever Mm -hmm. like that. You go to your in-laws house or your, you know, your family member's house and they Mm kind of have good mattresses like in Long Island. They didn't, but But it's not purple. It's not a purple mattress, but still, um, I, was laying in my and I was like, oh my god, it feels so good. I can feel the difference in this bed after sleeping on that three hundred dollar. I mean, just the price point. You're like, oh, well, what? it's a mattress, right? It's a mattress. You just lay lay in it. It's springs. It's uh, foam. It's uh, material. It's, what's the difference? Oh my god, what a difference! And I've been uh, there. Is, yeah, there is a difference. Even whenever our kids come over and visit, some of them will come and grab and go and get in the bed with us or whatever um and and they're how like, old are your oh kids there man God. well yeah yeah no it's like charlie in a chocolate factory yeah they all come in you know head to toe head to toe but no they'll they'll come in you know one or two at a time or whatever but they get in the bed and they've never experienced anything like that. They're like, oh, my God, this bed feels so good. It's a different feeling. And it, it really is. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. And, um, you know, I have hip issues. I've had a um, hip replacement and this and and then bursitis and then everything you can imagine. It goes along with getting 50. But this mattress is the only thing that has saved me. And we have in our spare bedroom, we have one of those things I, I bought because nobody ever really comes over that much. So I thought, okay, get something. So I, I, I did the same thing. I bought a, you know, two, three hundred dollars. Yeah. Uh, They'll be mattress. here one or two nights and then they're gone. They're not sleeping on it for weeks. Yeah. yeah. And then occasionally I'll, I'll try to take a nap in it and try to do you know, just whatever. And I'm miserable. Yeah. And oh, then yeah. I, go oh, yeah. Get, I go, I go get in the purple and I'm good. Yeah. My, my wife had doubts about it, but man, I did all the research and did all the, the stuff. So I really appreciate yeah. those guys over at purple. All right. Um, I've got to get, I've got to get out of this, this area. I'm, I'm, I went, I went shopping where I'm living at. Jesus Christ. If, I was I was shopping with my dad today over at Food Line because I you know he can't he's getting old man he can't walk around he can't do a lot of things I said dad well let me take you to Food Line and uh, you know you can get in the little mobile cart and then you know take you shopping and stuff uh, but man I, I didn't realize how bad this area was getting and I'll dive into that when we get back so stick around we'll be right back. Watch my dad. Matt, is that tobacco or tobacco flavored uh, or whatever it is? You're, vape, you're actually, vaping there. It is. It's a, it's a uh, fuse and it's just uh, nicotine and uh, tobacco flavored. Oh, yeah. It's not the Delta 8, Delta, Delta 9, or all that crap. That THC stuff. Yeah. So I, I guess I could buy that, but uh, I don't, I don't want, want to, to right now. And stop putting me on the spot, Travis. <laughs> You're very good at doing that. Like well, calling me out and saying, oh, oh, what are you drinking? What are you doing? What are you smoking? What are you doing? And there you go, coughing up a lung. 
Oh, that was a big one. My wife hates when I say lung mustard. Anyway, yeah, no, so uh, I don't want all the kids up there. Oh, I'm losing you. Losing you. All right, there you are. Okay, good. I don't know. What were we talking about? What were you saying? What's your name again? I have no idea what my name is. Mud. So I was taking my dad, uh, trying to be nice to him and and take him to Food Lion. Because he can't. Mm -hmm. I mean, he he tries to walk around and stuff. And he's, he's sick, too, now. So, you know, I piled him into the car and uh, he's like, we're not taking the truck, are we? I go, why? He's like, I can't because we've got a, uh, was it a quarter? No, it's the 2500 series. So it's a, it's a bigger truck uh, that we have here. And he, he can't, you know, steps on the running board. And then for him to pull his body up into the truck is, is an ordeal for him. I said, Dad, we can just lay you in the back in the, uh, the bed of the truck and just <laughs> drive from there. No, no, I can't. Right. So we take my wife's car and she's got a little small little SUV that we take out there. And so we're driving and he's, I, I don't have any conversation with him. You know, I'm just in there driving, just trying to maintain the road and stuff. And he'll say, you know, oh, what about this? What about, you know, he's coughing and hacking up right. and stuff. And, uh, you know, now I answer his questions. And we finally get to food line and he gets out. And, oh, I actually said, you know, don't park here. I'm like, why? He goes, uh, I, I don't want to walk from the parking spot to food line to the front door. Mm. I said, all right, your highness, I'll bring you to the front door. So he gets out. And he's looking for like one of those little mobile carts because he he can't walk for the most part. Right. He's a big guy. I mean, he's he's about six three, and he's probably you know two ninety seven. I mean, he's a big guy. So he uh, you know his legs are gone. You know his feet are gone. So anyways, he's driving around uh, Food Lion, and we're driving around and stuff. And I'm walking around Food Lion now. Keep in mind, we live in this small little two square mile town with about twenty five hundred people. And we are out in chicken country. And let's just say there's not a whole lot of beautiful people in this area. You know what I mean? They try to steal your eggs. There are a lot of migrant workers. There are a lot of people that live in mobile homes. There are a lot of people. But there is money on one side of the tracks. That's kind of where we're living at. But, I mean, you can buy a lot. Your dollar goes further when you buy land and property out here. Right. But there are a certain clientele of like generations and generations. And I'm looking at these people in food line and I look at them and I'm like going, Jesus Christ. Now, my wife goes, you're very judgmental. I said, if I'm not judgmental, I don't want to. I'm judging the people that I don't want to end up being like. That's how judgmental I am. So I say, you know, this one guy, he's, you know, half his teeth are gone. He's wearing like 40 old clothes. He's got stains and everything on him. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, is this the town I live in? You know, I worked long and hard my whole entire career to live in a, you know, granted, we have a very nice house, very modest house. We have 22 some odd acres here. We have horses. We have the luxuries of living in a big town or in a big city, but on a lesser right. budget. You know, you know, this house, any, you take this house and this property and put it anywhere else, it's a $10 million house. Million. Yeah. 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 Million. So, you know, and I'm sitting there going, you know, I, granted, all right, this is what I, and you see this one lady, she's just so fucking fat and she just and when she moves you know it takes the left side of her body a half hour for the right side of the body to catch up and i'm like oh, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm looking at him i'm like going god almighty i'm so shallow and so judgmental i was like in the grocery in, in the, the grocery in store. the grocery store and i'm like going god i've got to get out of okay. this town i've got it we've got to sell yeah. this place get some money out of it and let's move to where people have at least you know Almost all of their teeth. That's the only thing I have to say yeah. about this little town. And I hate to say well, that yeah, because they, yeah. they've supported, you know, everything we've done and, and we've gone to, you know, festivals and stuff. And they're like, oh, hey, Deacon or Travis or whatever you want to call me. But Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think teeth, when you go to the store, uh, indicates a lot of uh, where you live at. Um, but I've seen these people that are, God, we're going to get canceled, Travis. That's we fine. We do this. That's right. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. No, give them your email address, and um, I'm not going to do anything right. So, uh, yeah. So uh, they're five, six hundred pounds, and um, they get government assistance, and then they're racketing the Oreos. They're doing all this. They're buying thing. all the EBT stuff, and I understand. Please, and, please believe me. By yes. all means, I'm not making fun of their financial no, no, status. No, I'm making no, fun no, of their no, physical no, no. status. But I mean, it's like, can you not teach these people? And yes, I understand it's more expensive to eat uh, healthy, but 
when you eat healthy, you don't eat as much because the protein, the... Well, outside of the 500 and 600 pound woman, you know, she probably lives at, there's only three fast food joints on, in our town. There's a Wendy's, there's a Bojangles, and then there's a, I think a McDonald's and that's it. I mean, that's how small this town is. You got to drive over to the next town over, uh, which is a university. It's a, it's a private school. It's a university Wingate. Um, and they've got like Burger Kings and Domino's, you know, it's a college, you know, artsy town. Mm -hmm. But then there's these couples where they basically both look like each other. The guy's got really long hair and a beard. She's got really long hair and somewhat of a beard. They both smell like they've been smoking right. in a, in their mobile home in the in their trailer park. They've been you know right. they just covered. And I was like, God, fuck it, I got to get out of this place. There's no way. I'm 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 in the wrong industry. I'm in the wrong industry for this area. Is is what I'm saying. <laughs> so so they came from the uh, Shady Acres mobile home park. <laughs> oh yeah. But no, I, I. So I totally understand what you're saying is because you see all of these folks, and then you're you're like, okay, I am working my ass off every day. And I'm not saying that these people don't work their asses off too. It's just that there's really. Well, I mean, for the most part, they have to. They have to have some kind of living and stuff. But I guess I, I said it to myself, and I kind of speaked out, and I maybe fixed my own thought there, is that I'm in the wrong industry doing, you know, the podcast and stuff like that in this area. You know, you t- for example, like I said, yeah. you know, you take this house and put it in, in another market, it's a $10 million house. You take all the stuff and right. everything that I'm doing here, and you put it into a, you know, a, a top 30 rated town or city or whatever like that, like I came from Orlando. So I have all these opportunities in Orlando to, to you know, thrive and make communications and, and connections and all that stuff. Now, my wife, on the other hand, she rides horses. She can't ride horses in downtown Orlando. So we you have to go, you know, what field are you going to be in and, and be successful at the same time right. so what are you saying i mean the these folks are going to ride the chariots the chariots of the grocery store no matter what you do right they're going to do that and it's it's a matter of re-educating everything that anybody wants to do it's it's called the sad american diet and they think that the cheapest things are the best things and unfortunately the cheapest things are the worst things, but the most expensive things are the best thing. Uh, but it balances out. Well, you know what? You know what balances out? What's that? So my dad, we get home from shopping at Food Lion with all the weirdos that are in there, and my dad said uh, a couple couple days ago, he's like, uh, "I put in for more COVID tests, you know, because you can get them through the mail through your your uh, healthcare, and they're free. You just got to apply for them." So he gets them. They come in. And uh, I told you my wife took it. She took it twice. She had it both times. She took it like on day one and day three. Sure enough, she had it. And then I took I took the test on her day three. Didn't have it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she took it one more time on day five. Still had it. Me, still don't have it. And so my dad, I said, well, when you come inside and you put your groceries and stuff away, uh, in the mail came the COVID test today. So I said, okay, dad, I said, I'll help you take the test. He's like, I've never done it before. You know, I said, you got the shot. He goes, yeah, I've got two shots. I've got two boosters. I got all that stuff. So he, you know, he gets in the house and, uh, you know, he's having problems walking around. He's trying to put his groceries away. I'm like, dad, go sit down and relax and, and regain your strength. And we'll, we'll attack this COVID test. He's like, all right. So I'm sitting in the back room with my wife while she's working. And we got one of those yoga balls that you sit on. And I like sitting on it because, it, you know, it's, I Sitting on the chair, I can sit on the chair all day long, but it's not going to do anything for me. I'm just one of those people, like, if I'm standing, I might be doing, like, calf raises or something just to make myself better doing something. So I like to sit on those yoga balls and just kind of rock back and forth and just kind of create a, you know, an internal core type thing. I'm not doing it, you know, for timing or anything. I'm just sitting on the ball, just kind of making myself useful personally. My dad comes walking in, and I can hear him come from the other side of the house because we had the hardwood floors, and, you know, yeah. And th- those are getting closer, and I'm like, well, what's dad doing on this side of the house? He's like, hey, can you help me do the the COVID test? I'm like, right, yes, dad. I said, you didn't have to walk all this way. Remember those intercoms you bought everyone for every room? You could have just said, you know, hello, paging Dr. Travis. I said, dad, go sit, go sit on my chair at the end of the bar in the kitchen, and I'll, I'll set it all up. So I set it all up, and I'm reading the instructions. All right, here we go. Take this, stick it in your nose, dad, wipe it around four times. 
He wipes it around four or five times in each nostril, sticks it in the little vial, rub that around, put the cap on it, shake it up. And then you open up this little, it's about the size of a stick of gum. And you put yeah. three drops. And then it says if it's a blue line and a pink line, it's totally different now, um, that you have COVID. Right. As soon as I put the drops in there, he, he goes, how long does it take? I go, well, it says 10 minutes. So I'm sitting there watching it, and I see one line. I go, oh, God. <laughs> and then I see not even 45 seconds later, line number two pops up. And I'm talking, there's no, there's no, well, maybe. No, they're both, one's blue, blue as a sunrise. The other one's pink as a, well, you can use whatever pink you want in there. Pink as a salmon or whatever. I'm like, dad, you've got COVID. And he goes, ah, shit. (laughs) He goes, all those shots for what? I go, I don't know. For what? For what, dad? He goes, what do you mean for what? Now we're playing this, you know, uh, What's the, not Lauren Hardy. Um, oh, yeah. Who's on first? Yeah, who's on first? Yeah, back and forth. So yeah, I go, yeah. I go. you got all those shots for what? For what? I don't know. He's like, no, they're not for what. So my wife in the other room, what's wrong? What's wrong with him? He's got it. She's like, ah, oh, shit. I go, oh, shit is right. Because in my mind, don't forget how we started this whole conversation. Yeah. I asked my dad, hey, do you want to go to food line? Are we getting in the truck? No. We're getting in my wife's little small little SUV and we're going to drive down there. And it's, you know, seven miles to get there. It's a small little grocery store. And uh, he's coughing and hacking and asking and talking and doing all this stuff. And I'm like going on all the way there and all the way back. I'm like going, Jesus Christ, what? I swear to God, if I <laughs> if I fucking get it now, as you can tell, oh. I've, I've got a little congestion in my voice. Yeah. But yeah. but what are you going to do about it, though? Get a little congestion in your voice, or are you going to, to admit that something has happened to you? Well, my wife already knows. My wife already knows. I, I said, you know, I, I feel a little achy and yeah. stuff. Uh, I don't have a fever. I've yeah. been taking my fever like every four hours. Nothing. I'm good. I'm yeah. still 98, whatever. I do the little digital thing underneath my tongue and stuff. Nothing wrong there. Um, a sore, Not a sore throat, but a, a you can hear a raspy, dry yeah. throat. And then congestion. Like, I've been coughing up, like, lung mustard like i said before <laughs> but um nothing <laughs> no, really- we can hear that at all so you you can never fool your wife so uh whenever i get kind of sick even with a cold or whatever i get something black under my eyes something purple or or something like that she's like i know you're getting sick and, and i'm like no i am not i swear to god <laughs> i'm not getting Sick. I'm not sick. I no. just don't feel well. <laughs> There's a difference. I will never be sick. There's a difference. Sick, I'm yeah. down. I don't feel well. I can still get up and pound yeah. a you know a case of beer or whatever. Yeah. Well, you know anybody can case of uh, pound a case of beer whenever they're sick, and uh, you're living proof of that. Speaking of living proof, and you were talking about the the blood thing underneath your eye. Uh, the yeah. day before, my dad went to the the skin doctor to get some stitches removed. Now I'll dive into what happened when he got back because he was like going, I can't win for losing. So I'll dive into that story when we come back. So stick around. We'll be right back. I knew a man Bojangles and he danced for you in worn out shoes silver hair and ragged shirt and baggy pants the old soft Matt, do you have a, not to get into your personal business, but do you have a, yeah. you have a uh, retirement fund and everything all set up? Do you have a life insurance uh, policy and all that stuff situated for you? You and the missus? Yeah, yeah. I have a pension that uh, can be transferred over. Have, Where's your pension from? Um, uh, it's from the VA, from getting blowed up in Iraq. Oh, really? To be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hence the hence the purple mattress with all your hip and yeah. replacements and stuff. Got yeah. it. Every all the so, puzzle pieces are coming together uh, now. But uh, yeah, so uh, I've researched it uh, because I don't feel like I've got that much longer to live. Can I have your watch when you are dead, Meester? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what movie that's so, from? Um, oh, I have no idea. Three, what was it? The Three Amigos. I was just, oh, okay. Oh well. Oh, the Three Amigos. I can 
tell you some stuff, but uh, we would definitely get canceled. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, she can uh, get survivor benefits or whatever it is that mm-hmm. goes on in Social Security and this, that, the other. So you're set up, I guess, for the lack of your um, rambling there. You're, you're set up as far as like uh, like retirement and everything. You're, wor- you're working towards yeah. a goal. But the thing is, is that I get pissed off is because everybody gets the benefit after I die. I know. That's the best part. Yeah, you know. I'm God, like, I'm glad. Why, why, he left why me $200,000. That life insurance policy. Yeah. Why, why am I going to take a million dollar life insurance policy out to do this? And I don't even get to enjoy it. To uh, improve your legacy. Don't you want a legacy to leave behind? My legacy is him taking a crap in a, in a truck stop somewhere versus, you know, <laughs> what's my legacy? I don't have a legacy. My legacy is you, Travis. Oh, come on. And that's pitiful. <laughs> I'm smoking here. Hold on. <laughs> Let me get this out of here. No. Yeah. So, uh, no, uh, they'll be they'll be fine after I go. But you know what? Whenever I go, who cares, right? <laughs> I, mean, I don't have nothing to do with. Well, I mean, I you know, you say who cares. And I, I've been thinking about that as far as, you know, like my mom passed away. And and I've said this many times over and over and over the the stuff that she valued when she was alive, like the little tchotchkes, the little precious moments, the Norman Rockwell things that she had to have during Christmas time. Oh my God, this is beautiful. I'll never, you know, I'll, I'll have this with me until like the day I die. Well, then she dies and then I'm trying to sell it like at garage sales and stuff. Nobody wants it. I threw all that yeah. stuff away. All didn't want it. Didn't want anything yeah. to do with that. Um, but one of the things is, you know, when my mom passed away, you know, my dad sold the house. And so he had a lot of money, you know, not capital gains, but he, he made a lot of money on the house. He had my, my mom's life insurance policy. And then they had a little bit of money. They had a, a hidden nest egg that was like $10,000 in a, in a bank account for emergency funds. And he was finding out all these different, you know, monies that he is now, my mom ran the, the household funds. If you know what I mean? Like most women usually do that, that, you know, and, and the man sits there and goes, I'll just work. You just make sure all the bills are paid and I have a a hot meal on the table so when we were up in new york her uncle her dad's brother her dad has passed away as as i told you before he's a a banker he's not he's not an investment banker but he's a banker and when i say banker he's like sits on the chair of many other banks in that area so he's pretty financially sound as far as advice if i was going to take anything from someone right so he i was saying you know hey look you know i've got you know i haven't been putting into my uh Roth IRA for the last three years because, you know, I, I put in, let's just throw a number out there. I put in a hundred thousand dollars in, in two Roth IRA accounts. And within the last, since Biden has taken over, I've lost almost 13% of that. It never gained. It never did anything. And so I said, you know what? I'm not putting any more money into this because as soon as I stick a thousand dollars in there within three days, I'm down $600 and I'm like, going, well, what, what the fuck did I do? So I've been sick. Yeah. I've been just sitting in this, this low money market account where I think it's got like 1.2% or something like that, not to get into financials or anything. So I just been sacking all that money in there, all that money in there. Cause I'm waiting for the next election. So I was talking to him. I'm like, look, I've got, you know, X amount of dollars here. What should I do? And he goes, well, is it liquid money that you can use or whatever like that? And I said, well, I don't really, we don't really need it, need it. My, my job here is to be the, um, the retirement fund. Everything that I earn and everything is supposed to be going towards our retirement fund. We don't need my income to survive, but we do need my income to retire. Now my wife has a 401k through her business and she gets all that stuff. So she's doing her end. She's doing what you're normally supposed to do. And on my end, I don't have to worry about that. I just pay for uh, what keeps the show up and running, what keeps you know the microphones on, the electricity on, and then retirement. I don't. We're not relying on our <clears throat> the salary. So he goes, well, why don't you go to that Capital One? They've got CDs at, you know, 4.9%. You know, you can put it in there for nine months. You can put it in for six months, so on and so forth. Then he goes, well, what kind of other money are you talking about? And I said, well, you know, I've got $100,000, but I don't want to invest the whole entire $100,000 just in case something happens. He goes, well, why don't you do something called direct, uh, I forget, direct liberty or something like that. I forget what it's called, where you can put $25,000 in there and for 30 days, let that build. And at the end of that 30 days, you can make 500 bucks. Okay. It doesn't sound like much, 
But then you can take another twenty five hundred or twenty five thousand dollars and put it in the next month into a separate, you know, and basically you're just leapfrogging that money. So at the end of right. thirty days, <clears throat> at the end of thirty days, you will have that twenty five thousand dollars available to you plus the five hundred dollars that it that you earned, and then you can say, okay, I'm going to take that twenty five thousand dollars and invest it again. And then mm-hmm. when the next month expires, you take that $25,000. You, you're, you, you're just kind of leapfrogging the $25,000. Right. So you can set up four months in a row. Every month you're going to get $25,000 available to you plus the 500 and some odd dollars that, that goes down. I know I probably lost a third of the audience there. But I'm telling yeah, I'm Yeah, t- yeah, yeah. Compound interest is what you're talking about. So I told my dad this. And I said, you know, dad, you've got all this money and where is it sitting? He's like, it's sitting in my savings account. I said, earning what? 0.0% or 0.07%. He's like, yeah. I go, dad, you've got to, you've got to do something with that money. You've got to, you, it's bad to have this sitting in an account. He looked at, and I told him the exact same thing that I told to you. And he goes, looked at me, he's 77. He goes, you know, bad knees, bad legs. He goes, I really don't want to mess with that stuff. He goes, I can barely spend the money that I have with his social security. He has, you know, a benefit package for being in the army. He goes, I can barely spend the money that I have now. He goes, when I'm gone, you can do that. You can do whatever you want with that money. You know, that's your money. You know, it's, it's, you know, your mom and, and my's money towards you. This is what, you know, I can't spend that money. And I kind of go, I, I don't want to say that, you know, if he, if he's going to, I hate to say if he's going to die, if he dies in five years or if you know, doesn't last for five years, that money could have been leapfrogging yeah. for the last five years and could have been substantially a lot more money, but it's sitting in an account earning pennies, pennies on top of pennies. And I was like, all right. And I told my wife that, and she's like going, well, I mean, if he doesn't want to do it, he doesn't want to do it. So, well, the thing is, is that, um, especially when, um, folks, get older you just gotta let them do what they want to do right and and let them invest however they want to invest you cannot do anything with them you can talk to them you can try to tell them uh look at this um whatever on uh, streaming this they don't understand that they understand especially 70 some years old back they understand depression right They don't trust the banks. They don't trust anybody. And they especially don't trust you, Travis, because I don't trust you. (laughs) Look at this face. If you're watching us on YouTube, look at this face. You could trust this face right here. Yeah. But what I brought up up before, you know, my wife or my wife, my mom was the one that ran the financials. She was the one that delegated what money went to what account and and all this other stuff. And my dad was basically left out of it. And I don't think he understands. I don't, I think he's scared to, and I didn't want to say, well, dad, because he, as soon as my mom passed away, he put me on all his accounts. Now, granted, I don't, I don't get in there and I don't look at his stuff. I don't care about his activity. I don't do any of that stuff. That's, that's all on him. But if whatever reason he passes away or he doesn't want to go through what he went through with his name, not being on certain accounts under my mom's name. So he put me on all of his accounts and did all that stuff. He's like, you have total access to it. He goes, if you want to do it when i'm gone you can do it he's like i don't really have the time or the effort he's just worrying about staying alive staying alive staying alive <laughs> right so 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 the bottom line is what are you going to do travis what am i going to do with what with your father oh, I'm, pu- I'm, I'm putting him down i mean, I mean <laughs> you know i mean here's the thing is he's he, he doesn't know okay so your father from what i can understand is a hard working man. Yeah, he's never had a hard he's never had a blue collar job. He was okay. a lo- he was a loan well, shark. He was a loan shark in the 70s and 80s. That's where he made his okay. money. That, that's awesome. Was he on the uh, Sopranos? No. Or? No, no, no. The, when uh, when Carter was in office, you know, interest rates yeah. on on home loans and stuff, that's what he was. 22%. Yes, exactly. And he would get points on the back end of yeah, I mean, he could yeah. tell you all the ins and outs of of mortgage okay. and lending and all that stuff. That was his job. That was his career. That's what he did. Okay. So, he has money, right? Or some kind of monies. It's your responsibility right now to mm. take care of this at this moment. He's 77 years old. 
you know, the life expectancy is whatever it is. 78. Uh, I don't, yeah. And, um, but just take care of it. I mean, if he has that, he's put you in control. You take care of it. You take charge. I'm not, I'm not touching it until he, you, pa- I'm you, no, because I might need that. I, I don't want him to think that I'm, he's a grown man. He can do whatever he wants. He, he, I've told right. you, he, he, he drinks beer at 10 o'clock in the morning. I don't care. He can do whatever he wants. He's a grown man. If he needs help moving up and down, if he needs help carrying the groceries up the seven steps to get into the house, I will do that for him. If he wants to go to the doctor and not ask about certain medications and stuff, that's on him. I, he's a grown right. adult and I'm going to let him do that. I'm not going to sit here and babysit him. Um, He's an adult. He shouldn't have that way. And when I say, you know, him going to the doctor, my dad has bad um, where he gets his skin graft all the time because he was always, you know, living in Florida. We always went to the beach and there was no sunblock. And, you know, him growing up as a child, he's got skin cancers all over his face where they, you know, they've done the, the where they cut it out and all that stuff. He's been going through this for the last at least 20 years of going to a doctor and having, you know, one pops up. And when I say pops up, you know, it's about the size of a nickel or a quarter. And they go in there and dig this out. And I tell you that to tell you this. Hold on. He had a great dermatologist down in Florida. And they would they would do, you know, they treat him well. He'd go get something cut off of his arm. They bandage him up. He would be lickety split. He was fine. This lady that he goes to here in North Carolina, um, had to take something off of his, like right here. If you're watching this on YouTube, right here, right, right here. But, but yeah. about, you know, three inches by three inches, cut out something there and put a gauze on it and the skin will grow back over. And, you know, when he goes to the doctor, he's like, oh, I'm having some cut work done on me and stuff. I'm like, all right. So he comes back and he shows me, he's like, this is the cut and everything. I was like, all right. Um, he went yesterday or the day before. He's like, I can't win for losing. He comes back from the dermatologist. I said, why? He goes, that cut, that incision, this is the second time I've been infected. My, I'm in the cut, the surgery, I, it, it's infected. And he lifts his shirt up, and he's got a little, little Duke belly on him. Hold on. He's got a little Duke belly on him. And from here, from below his belly button, all the way up through, right underneath his, his, his pectoral muscles, is bruised. So the cut, the, the surgery was bleeding under his skin. And I'm like, dad, why didn't you take, why didn't you ask something or ask the doctor about any kind of like, um, uh, medicine so you don't get an infection? Well, if I would have thought about it, I would have, but I didn't. So I didn't get it. I said, now look at you. Now look at you. You're, you're, you're going to get septis. You're going <laughs> to, he's like, I don't like this lady anymore. So that's what I'm dealing with him. And then. He takes the COVID test, and now he's, you know, sitting in his back. Right. So um, um, I don't want to get into this, but um, my father is uh, sort of the same way. Um, He's 71 now and still working, but uh, he uh, just had his uh, carotid arteries uh, replaced because they were all clogged up from the uh, good old mountain diet right and then but he doesn't want to admit that so i called him in this um hey dad how you doing oh well, well, you know so you sound just like him <laughs> yeah well if you if you knew him uh it would be the same thing but uh you love your dad hold on it's, hold on let's no, not go that far <laughs> no, no 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 so let's not go that far so here is the thing i'm kidding about, i'm uh, kidding i'm kidding i'm just giving my dad a hard time no 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 um, here's the thing about dads is that I have assault all my life for acceptance from my dad and I've never received that. And it's not his fault. It's the way that he was raised, I guess, because he's 70 some years old or whatever it is. And I was, uh, born out of wedlock or what, whatever you have, but eventually you have to forgive and accept who these people are to a certain point. And well, I don't look for accept. I, I don't look for acceptance for my dad. I know. I know exactly my dad's role in the family. His job was to to earn to to keep a roof over our heads <clears throat> with my mom and to you know make sure everything is financially sound for the most part. My mom was the breadwinner of the family. My dad just kind of uh, 
I don't want to say snaked his way through life, but he worked very hard and, and but had a hard life. I don't want to say a hard life. I don't want to say boo-hoo to my dad. But, I mean, you know, he did what he could based on the – I mean, he comes from there. I'm sure your dad is the same way, where you didn't need a high school education. You didn't no. need a college education. You didn't need all this stuff to achieve in life. And, unfortunately, the way the school system and everything's set up, you know, my dad graduated with a GED. He went into the Army. He went yeah. to the Reserves. You know, he was, went – he was, you know, standby for uh, Vietnam and all that stuff, and yeah. you know, served his time, and well, and it was it's a different generation, and uh, well, it is a, 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 just like your dad or, or what you just said is. Uh, I think my dad made through the tenth or eleventh grade, mm-hmm. and um, maybe uh, the tenth I know of, and my mother made it through the ninth grade. So um, I don't know what to tell you, man. And all these kids are just pussies what's well, it's not that that i'm aware it's not that it's you know we were talking about my dad bleeding in in the surgery and stuff you know he just didn't oh, yeah, I'm sorry. yeah you got a little off track there sorry. but i mean you know yeah, yeah. The, the surgery See, and stuff that, that you know he he's not speaking up and he's not taking control i guess or or manage his own personal he doesn't have anyone and i'm not going to do it because i don't want to sit there and go well dad you need make sure you do this and make sure you do that now my wife she's totally different she will ask him 15 times a day how he's doing me i'm sitting there in the kitchen you know on the end of the bar in our island there if he comes out gets his makes a cup of coffee and then goes back in his bedroom i'm like he's good you know he's up walking around (laughs) like you know he's not dead yeah So that's yeah, that's exactly. the way I look, that's it's the way like, I look at it. But uh, you know, it, it it it's a totally different generation um, between them and us. And then you know the um, uh, what generation are we? Uh, X. Or, We're Gen X. Uh, yeah. We're Gen X. Gen X. Yeah. It's like uh, we are the first generation of the the Keyless um, and the Boomers. Uh, yeah, my yeah, mom and boomers. dad were boomers, sort so of, sort of, sort of, sort of a mixture. I mean these these guys came back from World War II. They didn't give a shit about nothing. Well, Vietnam, Vietnam, World anything. War II people are gone for the most part. Well, sort of Vietnam, Korea. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That World War II is going on, but yeah, definitely Vietnam. But I mean, it's it's like uh, Panama. Uh, my father was Vietnam era or. Um, and, and, and grandfather was, uh, World War II. I can go back. I, I'm sort of like Lieutenant Dan and go back to civil war. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's like, are you kidding me? You can't get something on the TV and, uh, they freak out and you're like, oh my God, what is going on? You know, I don't know. And, and so, but we had, we just got to take care of them eventually. I know that my father is getting older, um, like yours. Um, my mother is getting older. I was born when she was, um, I think she was 15, 16 when I was born. So she's almost like us. Well, hold hold that and, thought. Hold that thought because we're going to take a quick little break and we'll come back. All right. Okay. <laughs> So now we got all that straightened out. We can figure out where we leave off. We always, yeah. it's always like where we leave off. Yeah, Matt. Uh, when technical. you, oh, go ahead. What? Huh? No technical difficulties. Matt, you okay? You've been. Uh, it's it's almost nappy time for you, isn't it? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You finish your box. Finish your box of wine yet? Do what now? Do you finish your box of wine yet? Well, sort of. What was left of it? Do you have a? um, Do you have a? Do you have a uh, like a gauge? Like when you because you're a wine drinker, right? Right. All right. I mean, do you drink beer or alcohol or or not alcohol? Like a hard liquor or anything like that? Is it it just wine? It's it's just wine. Um, I get the uh, five liters and then. 
you know, in the box, and then whatever you do with that, you uh, uh, squeeze it out and get the rest of it, <laughs> and then uh, like a ketchup bottle, get your, the rest of it out yeah, of there. Yeah, yeah. Then you take it with your blood pressure medicine, and you're good to go. Well, it's good. It's always good. When do you take your blood pressure medicine? In the morning or in the afternoon or uh, whenever you remember to take it? Oh, it, it, it just depends. <laughs> you know, whenever I want to. Whenever, whenever. It's you like, see me it's recreational, right? Ah, <laughs> oh, shit, it's fucking 3.30. I didn't take my my medicine yet. I should yeah, take it. That, uh, <laughs> my heart rate's up to 95. I need to take some medicine. <laughs> it's 110. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, no, no. Whenever you uh, take this medicine and... Uh, do a little bit of wine. Yeah, it gets down to about like 60. What, what, because I'm on blood pressure medicine too. I take, uh, what is it? Var, yeah. Not Darvacet. It's Vol, Volterin, Volserin, Volserin, no, I think. Never, that, never heard of that. That's what I'm at. I, it might have been a generic one, but I think I'm at the, uh, I think I'm at the 100 milligrams and I was taking it at night. My doctor goes, no, 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 take it in the morning. Take it in the morning because that's, you know, your blood pressure yeah. rises as the day goes on. She's like, just take it in the morning. Yeah. And I take uh, milk thistle because my liver, I take uh, <laughs> blackberry hedge fund, something, I don't know. And then a vitamin D, yeah. vitamin D in the morning. So, yeah, yeah. So if you drink the milk, uh, milk thistle is a given, right? Right. So I have other three of them. I have HTZ and uh, Lasortan, and then the other, uh, I don't know, it reduces your heart rate, <laughs> and it makes you just like a zombie. I can like tell. I right now. <laughs> you are zombified, man. You are getting yeah. zombified. All right, I, I'll promise I won't keep you very much longer because it looks like Daddy oh, has to go yeah. nappy here. So do you cook? No, do you, I'm good. Okay. Do you uh, Do you cook in the house? Who's the, who's the head Chef at the house. Well, um, um, I am, right? Uh, and my wife likes to cook, but she says that get out of the kitchen because you seem like Gordon Ramsay because I'm like, cut up the garlic, do all this, uh, and then it ends up to a bit, big fight. <laughs> Does it really? Just over cooking yeah. the cooking dinner? That's not a good relationship to have. Cooking dinner well, together should be a, a, a unison as far as two people coming together with one idea and, and, and achieving a goal. And it should be, and I agree with you, but I do it the way I do it. I, I feel like I'm back in the Army again. You got to do this. You got to do that. Bah, 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 bah. And then she gets freaked out because i'm like let's do it this way blah, 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 blah. and then she starts calling me gordon ramsey and all all this stuff and then i get offended and then she gets offended <laughs> and then we ended up getting dominoes <laughs> fuck it flip everything over throw it on the floor yeah. get dominoes yeah. and you forget half the time that you ordered it yeah. and they're knocking at the door who's yeah. at the door but I, but but I'm a good I'm, I I am a very good chef or a very good cook in everything that we do. Um, it's just a matter of the way that I go about it. And even my kids, whenever they come over, they try to cook stuff, and I'm right there over their shoulders. Oh, you know, like Gordon Ramsay in Hell's Kitchen, salt. Uh, you need to put the salt. Uh. So. Anyway, so <laughs> well, you I know, uh, I don't know what to do. We're we're getting back on the whole thirty diet here at the house, and yeah, my wife has these three books, uh, the whole thirty diet. One's a slow cooker recipe. One's like a where you know you can make all these different recipes, and then the other one's like kind of how how to live with the whole thirty. It's not a cult or anything. It just teaches you how to eat cleanly. So every week. Uh, we pick out a recipe and I said, that's what we're making. So we can learn how to do this stuff, you know, on our own, because normally because her job and working, you know, 60 hour work weeks, Monday through Friday, you know, it's, it's, um, it's hard boiled eggs and a non-complex starch for breakfast. And then lunch is like, uh, I forget, like broccoli or something like that. And then dinner is a chicken breast or chicken thigh, uh, with steamed sprouts. That's what we have like Monday through Friday. So the weekend we kind of experiment and stuff. So we're having some kind of, she's got me a, a, a chuck roast. We're going to um, do a, yeah. a, a barbecue, a slow roast barbecue chuck roast without 
there's no sugar involved. So the barbecue sauce we're going to have to make on our own, and then we have to put it on. Do you know what? Uh, I'm going to mess this up. It's not himica. It's jicama. You know what jicama is? No, I've never heard of that. Jicama looks like a like a, a root. It's about, if you're watching this on the YouTube video, it's about that big and about that big around. And what you do is you... you Slice it thin. It almost looks like a big potato, but it's it's got a point, like a like a Hershey's Kiss type deal. And yeah. so it's got a butt and it's got a point. So we're going to slice the jicama in little thin sheets. And if you use that, and if you put it in the pan and just kind of heat it up in the pan, it's almost like a tortilla. So we're going to take the, the pot roast or whatever the barbecue that we're making, put it in the thing, and we're going to have that. So that's going to be our experiment this week. So I'll let so, you know. So, you, so you're going to do... Um, root vegetables well it's it's a the root vegetable is when you slice it you know in paper thin you know they're about maybe four inches in diameter they will substitute instead of using an actual tortilla with the flour and the complex whatever and all that stuff you can use the jicama thin slice thinly to replicate a tortilla you get the same effect you get the same texture i don't know about the taste this is the first time i'm gonna have it so that's what we're gonna do but i'll tell you what you know what i'm tired of seeing on tiktok and i'm tired of seeing on instagram and my facebook page is those stupid stupid taco burgers have you seen these yes where people no i haven't seen that so what they're doing and it's it's such a fucking it's such a pain in the ass for example when you have a hot dog you got hot dogs right but you always run out of buns what do you do you grab a piece of bread you put the hot dog in there diagonally and then now you've got a hot dog bun right the taco burger is my opinion of people have run out of hamburger buns and is looking for something to actually hold the hamburger. So what they'll do is they'll take up like a six inch round tortilla like you get from Taco Bell or something like that. They'll take hamburger meat, like chopped meat, you know, patty it out or whatever and put it on the tortilla and then they fry it like this is fucking something new like, oh, my God, look, it's a taco burger. It's a it's a hamburger with a tortilla wrapped around it it's so fucking annoying to see this because then they put the cheese and they put the pickles and they put the lettuce on it and they fold it up and it's just kind of this annoying it's a college frat boy i ran out of bread deal and it's it's sweeping across everything you can go out there right now put taco burger in there it looks like a half-ass you know sandwich so so they just replaced the bread with the tortilla shell right exactly they just dump all this crap into the tortilla shell yep. and wrap it up. And, 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 and they call it, it a taco burger. Genius. I'm a genius. Yeah. Look, I came up with it. I'm a genius. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's so Ooh. fucking stupid. You know, I was making those. You know, it's, it's <clears throat> I had a, a girl. Yeah. What- Back in the day oh, when you get stoned, that's what you do. Yeah, you just right? make up everything. I remember yeah. when I first moved out, I bought my house, my first house when I was 20 years old. So I'm, I'm sitting in my house, and of course, you know, being 20 years old and still in college and stuff, you don't have a whole lot of money. And so I had this one girl that was interested in me, and she came over, and I made, I forget what I made. I made something. And then I came up. I'm like going, look, I took mayonnaise and put mustard in it and swirled it around and then put a, a drop of ketchup in there. Isn't this, this is my special sauce. And she's like going, I've been making that since I was 12. I'm like going, really? <laughs> I thought it was, this is all uh, new to me. Yeah. I mean, uh, ketchup and um, what what is it, mayonnaise or something like that. That's Thousand Island. Put a little, uh uh, whatever you call it, uh, a relish in there. Yeah. And it's good to go, man. And especially if, if, if you're that young and you're, you know, smoking the wacky weed. Or right. Whatever. And then crafted, you, you, crafted you, or Heinz. You can, you, can, you can eat anything. Heinz. Peanut butter and pickles <laughs> or, or, you know, grab it out of the, uh, grab it out of the counter and, and just, Throw it on a piece of bread. You're laying on the floor like David Hasselhoff, freaking mountain on that sandwich in that one yeah. video. But no, I mean, I think it's Heinz or, or Kraft came out with like mayo chup and mustard, ma- mustard. So they got all these combinations. I was like, well, that was my idea. And, you know, me yeah. and 20,000 other college kids in, you know, 1992, you know, that was my idea. <laughs> and now they're making it. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, these college kids have nothing to do. 
No, it's all DoorDash. Okay, so it's you, all DoorDash. They, 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 they got their mom's credit card, DoorDash to their, their sorority yeah, house yeah. or fraternity house or whatever. Well, yeah, they they get all that stuff, and then they go and make their $10, $15 or whatever to deliver this crap, and then they're like, oh, what can I do? And it's like it's it, there is nothing new. It's like we talked about in, in one of our uh, other podcasts. Uh, there is nothing new about stuff because we all used to get stoned can i quote you on that (laughs) can i quote there's nothing new in stuff (laughs) no and i used to take peanut butter and jelly if i had it and i would mix it together and i call it the swirl or whatever and i'd put it all in one and i would just eat it like you know so i mean if i had some bread i had some bread you know I I I always wanted to try. I always I'm, I am jealous because of the person that came up with the deep fried peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I've always wanted to try it because I'm like going. I'm thinking of how that like a crispy buttered bread, like a toast, and you heat that 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 peanut butter up and it turns real creamy. But you got that sweet yeah. jelly in there. I haven't had one yet, but I am jealous about the person who created the deep fried peanut butter and jelly sandwich. So. That's all I have to say about that. All right, Matt, how can all our well, listeners find you? Uh, where, where are you well, located at? And uh, give, all, give all your information. Well, you can you can find me at the uh, local jail if you want to. I need, <laughs> After I, tonight. I <laughs> so, yeah. So, no, I'm on um, all of your streaming platforms. Uh, Murder and Coffee is there. Uh, you can find us at um, uh, on YouTube. We're there. And you can see our glorious host uh travis he's there he uh joined us i joined us on yeah. last week's show so yeah yeah he joined us there but yeah all, all your streaming platforms were there spotify apple podcast whatever you want to do it's there so just um like subscribe and tell a friend and don't tell them that you like uh, peanut butter and jelly don't tell them well, you can tell. Do what you want. I don't care. I don't fucking care right now. It's nappy time. Anyway, so thank you, Travis. All right, Matt. Hopefully, we'll see you next week. Maybe. Who knows? Are you okay? Are you dead? <laughs>